0: Honestly, like, I just hear good things about it. I, they call it the cheat box. and <laughs> I'm just like, you know what? I got to find out. Is it really a cheating tool? Um, I did pick it up pretty quickly coming from League of Legends, Overwatch. So mm-hmm. the movement with um, on a keyboard, ASD, was pretty nice. It was weird to have a jump button, but yeah. uh, I did. You know what? No, now that I'm talking about the jump button now. Uh, it was actually Street Fighter V when I first started playing Street Fighter V. I was jumping too much, and I was like, hey, if I put a jump on a separate button, I could tell myself not to jump as often. (laughs) That's fair, yeah.
1: Because you jumped a a lot in 4 and Marvel and everything. (laughs) Yeah, I would
0: take the disguise. I should have been an Air Dasher player, but... Yeah. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, Uh, that was a way for me to try to calm down. Funny enough, it wasn't the fix.
2: (laughs) 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 But...
1: Welcome to the absolute
2: guard podcast yes welcome this is episode 48 my name is benny and as always i'm joined by my co-host john who just recently came back from making top eight at a major how's it going I john? uh it's
1: it's going i uh, was exhausted when i got home last night i flew flew back home and got in it at like 11 p.m phoenix time which was like 1 a 2 a.m uh, uh uh new york times so and then uh today I, I i worked but then i also got a um i got a massage uh we we have a friend of ours that came over and uh, uh she she does massages so this is a shout out to verity massage verity underscore ma- massage on instagram uh shout outs to Melly for stopping by she's actually working on jess right now in the living room <laughs> And so I'm nice. hyper relaxed. I had like CBD lotion and stuff. So you might see me be a little bit more subdued on our show than usual today. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: but, nice. Yeah. And yeah, we'll probably get a, get a chance to talk about your uh, Defend the North uh, experience. But today, we are starting with a guest today who's going to be on our show for the first time, uh, known as the X button. Hey, for... what's up, everybody? What's up, man? What is up, man?
0: doing great thank you so much guys for having me yeah, yeah so I,
1: I actually wanted to open real quick with maynard here because um when we started this show uh 48 episodes ago uh we didn't really have any listeners and until maynard reached out to me and was like hey i liked your show and i i think you're like one of the first listeners and one of the most like dedicated listeners to our show and it's just a it's a real pleasure to have you on so Thanks very much. It's uh, Sorry it took 48 episodes.
0: <laughs> hey, it's fine. Uh, it was my favorite podcast. One of my favorite podcasts to listen to, especially while driving to work. So it's great listening and I'm excited to finally be here. So this is great, is,
2: man. Yeah, nice. So when I think of when I think of Maynard, like the one thing I always think about is the fact that uh, how we first met. So that was that when we were both working at GoDaddy. Um, mm. So I want to say... It was around, I want to say it's 2014, because that's when, like, the new building in Tempe opened. Like, the brand new building that, because they didn't want to be leased anywhere anymore. And, you know, it was this building that had, like, a slide and, like, these, like, go-karts and crazy stuff inside it. And I was just upstairs in, like, the like the common, like, break area or whatever, wearing an Evo shirt of all things. And then he comes up and introduces himself to me.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's great, because uh, seeing an Evo shirt out in the wild. Um, you, you have to go say hi. Like it doesn't matter what game they play, especially yeah. like Street Fighter, Guilty Gear. At the time, like Smash, I think was happening. I was like, Oh, he, he might be a Smash player, but you know, I'll say what's up. <laughs> 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 Little did I know. Yeah, Street Fighter and he's saying names of people I know in the scene, and I was just this is exciting. It's small world. I love it.
2: Yeah, because I think I mentioned I mentioned Scott and then I think I mentioned you too, John. Like and then he was just like, Oh yeah, I know them too. And I was just like, Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. that's that's where we we initially met. And then from there it's like, you know, we'd we'd have chats at work or here or there, or you know, see each other at, at events. So man, that's almost yeah, almost 10 years ago.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. I didn't realize how long.
1: My earliest memories of Maynard are from um that the it was like 2010 or 11 i believe uh when street fighter 4 was kind of was popping i think it was uh super had just come out when i first met maynard and um as part of like the the way to like level up our scene for super uh uh scott and dorian were running these uh boot camp events uh and so like there was a lot of uh it was like a regular like weekly thing that we would do and we would constantly play and trade strategies and stuff. And I had just started playing fighting games around that time, too. So like we were all kind of the same level and uh, we were both playing Ibuki, if I recall correctly. Yeah. Um, so that was a good time.
0: <laughs> no, Those were great. I always missed out on the boot camps and I always wanted to make those. I think it was at a time where I think uh, at the time I was working at Fry's and actually that's where oh. I met Saber. Uh, and Saber introduced me to everyone in that area. So because of my work schedule, I could never make boot camp, but I was made Friday casuals and that's where I met you guys. I uh, met you.
1: Holy shit. Okay. So you, you, you know, everybody through work then basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I the mean, other, the other side of it, and we'll get to this probably later in the show with your bio, but like you and I used to work together too. Like there was one day where like, I, 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 I joined a small company called uh, retailer web services, great, great company, great people. Um, And then gradually a lot of people from the FGC started working there. And I think one day I just saw you in the break room.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I was actually getting walked through. I remember walking through each office, like, yeah, there's a guy named uh, John. And I'm like, oh, cool. And then I see the name badge on the door. I'm like, no way,
2: no, Yeah,
1: (laughs) really? And that's like, it wasn't even like a coincidence per se. It it was that like, I had referred T-Dot, I think who had referred Neff who, or, or somebody, uh, one of the one of those yeah. folks had re- referred you, so it was like twice removed or something. And I was just like, "Wait, Maynard's here! <laughs> he like showed up in my office. I was like, well, what, what is happening right now?'" <laughs> yeah, yeah that's
2: funny. I, like, I mean, you think about it; it's like that's the community aspect of fighting games, right? It's like we're, you know, gamers in general are supposed to be socially awkward and nerds and whatever, and right, we don't we don't talk to talk to other people, and yet we, you know, through that common bond, like. You know, you end up referring people to jobs. Hey, man, I'm looking for a job. You got, you know, what do you what do you do, right? And yeah. people end up. A lot of people end up working together because other than that place, like uh what was that other place, like Donnelly? R-R-Donnelly. Where a lot of people have worked. Another big yeah. one, yeah. A uh, lot two
1: people Wire have worked there. A lot of folks worked at Two Wire as well.
0: <laughs> I actually worked at
1: Two Wire because. <laughs> oh <really>? <laughs> <laughs> Oh man.
2: So, okay, that's that's yep. the title of the episode it's now. It's X, the X button doing work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so speaking, speaking of the X button, when we have somebody on the show for the first time, we'd like to know about the origin of their gamertag. So where did that come from?
0: Uh, you know, at the time, Gmail literally just opened up. At the time, I was going by Rin. I don't remember where I got it from. I just made up a name as a child. I was like, you know what? Okay. It's time for something new. Gmail just opened uh, when, at the time, uh, I was playing, like, PS2 games online. We had a little online community, and someone told me, like, hey, I got spacebar at gmail.com, and that blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, yo, you can do something like that. It's a new ser- service. Everything's open. I'm yeah. scrambling around my room. Even though I had, like, PS2 and Xbox, like, I favored the Xbox because of Halo, and I actually started off as the A button um, because oh. it was a new email service. Uh, I customized it really hard, really fast, and I forgot my password. Probably one week in. <laughs> no way to recover it. I don't think Google thought about recovery. Look for something else. You know what? It's got to be the X button. It's on everything. It's on PlayStation. It's on Xbox. Yeah. And so I, I kind of evolved it into that, and I kind of just stuck with that for the longest time. It, it just, I don't know. It's so catchy to me, and uh, that's kind of just where I started it with it back in, uh, was that? 2005 2004 i forgot when gmail fully opened and they it was like invite only at the time
1: i remember that yeah and then you would like send invites to yourself so that way you can make more gmail accounts to take more names up yeah i actually (laughs) refunded
0: my friend two accounts because i made two different ones
2: so we got so we have spacebar at gmail.com to thank for the birth of well the a button and then the (laughs) x button evolved Yeah, A button's dead
0: i don't know where the a button is anymore (laughs)
1: <laughs> very cool oh, man, that's great. so we kind of alluded to it briefly on the show uh in your intro here but um another question we usually ask is uh, you know when did you get started playing fighting games
0: uh i mean i've casually played it back on genesis super nintendo uh back when street fighter 2 first came out it was the weird it's not championship edition it was something else on the genesis it was some weird one-off about a six-button controller because he always had a hit start to switch between punch and kicks um so that was some good times uh i don't think i started taking it like seriously until doa 2 ultimate on xbox because it had online Uh-oh. and that was my first time really getting into it um granted it's dead or alive uh it's a smaller community but i remember placing like top 200 or something in their rankings at one point oh. uh, i was really excited about that um Played CVS two EO um, online as well, but I'd say the time where I really like wanted to like buckle down and learn was was Street Fighter Four. Uh, I that would be like being a No Niner. Um yep, at us. the At the time in California, uh, I, I finally got to go to college. Uh, I'm able to drive myself out to arcades and actually do events. I remember going to Arcade Affinity for a few uh, tournaments, and uh, I met Gutex and that's where he started taking me to or showing me events in the area and that's where i kind of just exploded from there oh wow! then i moved uh, to arizona um and once again met met with saber did not know there was a community in arizona i was like man i'm gonna miss the fighting game community thank goodness oh saber <laughs> lives here no yeah. way uh blew my mind and uh i made it just taken off from there
2: Nice, nice. Uh, I don't know if it's too personal, but like, what what prompted the move to Arizona from from where you were at? Uh,
0: at the time, California was too expensive and just at no the time. because it's no Yes, <laughs> Granted. Yeah, I mean, it was more affordable at the time for here. <laughs> it's now expensive here, but <laughs> um, I, I do actually have family here in Arizona, so it was like a, a safe move. It was uh, try a different yeah. market out, try a different group of people. Um, okay. and, and, uh, I moved with the, my aunt at the time, uh, and just, I found a job after like a week. So, nice. and that's where, once again, fries, that's where I met up and kind of climbed from there going to the two wire. So, yeah,
2: well, I mean, that's a big decision. Cause it's, it's like, you know, me moving out of Alaska, that was a big decision in my life too. And like a lot of people, like they get stuck where they're at, right. Whether like people are just adverse to change. And it's like, that was one thing that I just, I felt like even to this day, I think that was the best thing I ever did for myself was get out of there. And, you know, it's, it's a huge, huge thing, especially like when you have a job. I mean, even if you don't have a job, it's like you're, you're uprooting yourself and you're, and you're settling down somewhere else, brand new. Like you said, new set of friends. You didn't know if there was an FGC here. So you're just like, well, what am I going to do in my spare time? You know, you gotta, you gotta start over brand new. So, um, yeah, it's pretty cool. Like to see people make that change. Cause like, I see a lot of people, nothing against people that, love to stay where they're at or happy where, where they grew up. But it's just like, I feel like one big move is like something that you should probably do for yourself just to kind of get yourself out there. You know, whether you move back like a year later, two years later, 10 years later, who knows, but you know, get yourself out there and go, go somewhere else.
0: <laughs> and uh, we've lost John. <laughs> My cat
2: jumped in front of,
1: oh. she came in and made a, made a
2: big meow. And I don't think that got picked up, but she is, <laughs> she is here. so in terms of uh like the fighting game so competitively what was like the first time that you started playing competitively so was that with street fighter 4
0: yeah i want to say street fighter 4 uh just because that's where i went to arcade infinity uh tried the tournaments went one and two zero and two one and two um but i mean it was something that i was like i think you know i'm learning i i think i finally understand something it felt good um Coming out here and learning about like haters boot camp. There's ways to you know better ways to to learn rather than just playing hundreds of games and not and, and trying to win. So yeah. uh, being able to hang out with John, uh, Saber, uh, SNK, uh, uh, those are like the three big influences at my start to just help me with understanding and growing. Um, I did take a a break after a while uh, after Marvel vs. Capcom three. Uh, I didn't even reach Ultimate, um, but uh, I got addicted to another game, uh, League of Legends. I'm sure you may have heard of it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But competitively, that's the game that I I played for five years after Marvel 3. Uh, I mean, the cool new thing about it was uh, I learned a lot about competitive play and how to learn, how to uh, analyze things. And uh, one cool thing about that was uh, me and my team made a uh, top 32 in North America during their preseason. Nice. Uh, and this was when they were uh, making it as a like a franchise. So that was pretty cool. Um, after five years of that, I think I got into DOA uh, 2017. Uh, shout okay. out to Dragon Ninja. Uh, he was holding a, a tournament and I was like, I used to play this game, DOA 2U. I, was, I loved <laughs> it. Then I learned a lot of respect, and I got my butt whooped. <laughs>
2: yeah. Found
0: out that I really don't know the game like other people do. I thought I kn- knew stuff, and yeah, I learned a lot. And uh, he helped me learn from there. Uh, started growing with him, um, Jeremy, or, or Slerix, uh my roommate, another Jeremy, uh, I think, uh, Kidney, And uh, yeah, uh, started playing DOA and... Unfortunately, DOA is not supported anymore. It's still a fun game. I still enjoy it, but I was looking for a new fighting game, and Street Fighter Six. VI, uh, it's, just, it's just love at first sight. It, it's a really good game ever since the, the beta was released. I didn't make the first one, uh, made the second one, and oh my gosh, uh, hook, line, and sinker. I, I'm in it.
1: And that's kind of been the 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 genesis of a lot of your uh involvement in the fighting game community of, of late right where y- you've been uh spoiler alert he's part of spiral series now he's the uh <laughs> the admin of the spiral series discord he uh <laughs> it was a train wreck of a discord before uh when i was running it and then like trying to make it make it all look pretty and stuff and, and i i failed miserably at it but the x button came in and just like uh made categories made roles uh, helped grow the server, and it would just it's it exploded into one of the uh, the uh, centerpieces of the Arizona Street Fighter community. I think, and I, I I owe a lot of that to you, man. And thanks very much for all that help. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: it's I um yeah I appreciate it. It's a lot of fun, uh, and I, I want to see the community get bigger and grow. the um, yeah. DOA was a great game. It's something I wanted to see it grow too but um with it not being supported anymore i'm, I'm kind of glad to see like street fighter able to grow and it's nice to see something just sprout and have wings right now it's just it's fine.
1: Yeah. yeah and like we haven't played a game competitively with each other since street fighter 4 and so it's been kind of a, a bit of a reunion of sorts and um just it, it it's like our friendship that has grown so much since this game came out and um you know leading up to the game too like it's it, it's it been kind of a a nice like way to reconcile with those early years in our 20s and now we're in our 30s and we're just like 20s like th- things are <laughs> <laughs> things are different now though right and it's just been it's 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 a it's been a good way to like wax nostalgic but then also move forward and kind of see like how we've all grown since then and, and apply the lessons that we've
2: learned in the time that we spent apart. So,
1: yeah,
0: I do yeah, feel like we're, it...
2: Oh, go ahead. I don't know. I was going to say in between that time too, like we, me and me and Maynard did uh, puzzle stuff too, for like Tetris. Oh, like, there yeah. was a little, there was a yep. small window in there and we did, so we were trying to do like a little puzzle community thing and we had some Tetris 99 tournaments. So that was, when that was pretty hot.
1: I did enter one of those. I got. I think I got. I think I got third in one of you those got tournaments. And I you had, got third I, in one of those. <laughs> I, I'm, not, I'm not. a Tetris guy whatsoever. But I. Was I need playing to find that. that a lot.
0: I need to find that picture because I that. thinking about it now. That is a perfect emote.
1: I was hemming. I was hemming it up because I didn't know what the fuck was going on. But I knew it was. A, it was a battle royale. So it's like it. You know, maybe I'll get lucky. And I. I definitely got lucky. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, yeah, I'll find, yeah, I know where that picture is. I'll find that picture for you if you're going to make it to the e <laughs> <laughs> So, So, uh, okay, so
1: we've we talked a little bit about the, the Discord and stuff, but what, what else have you been up to in, with Street Fighter 6 and uh, with the Arizona Fighting Game community since then, Maynard?
0: So, uh, it, I mean, this is actually in the Discord as well, so it's a little side piece there, but uh, we are doing uh, boot camp. Uh, the something thing that we did back in Street uh you guys did in Street Fighter 4. I actually did participate in the boot camp in Street Fighter 5, but uh i didn't play it that long i'm sorry it was a good game but not for me um but i did like the idea and the system uh of the boot camp uh for people that are not familiar with it uh at the time back in the day being in person we would only have 10 stations 10 tvs so we would have 50 people five people per station and we played king of the hill one person stayed on the station tallied up their wins and after what 45 minutes to an hour, we would tally that and see who's the best player from each station who yeah. had the least amount of wins. And uh, the w- top would try to promote and fight the weakest player of the next station up. That was a right. cool format. I liked it a lot. I wanted to try to bring it back in some way. And with street fighter six, having the net code that it does uh, I think it's very prime for online. Um, I'm working on a system. I'm still messing around getting the numbers, right. But uh right now I have a way for you to jump in and jump out so we could work with people's work schedules being us being much older now it's so much harder to just have that time yeah. so yep. now we have the online uh if we have five people in a station rather than it being king of the hill we did it as a round robin setup instead that way mm-hmm. you get an even amount of games that you fight with everybody everyone fights everybody uh, if you have a bad matchup, that person that is constantly winning isn't your bad matchup, so you can't use that as an excuse to fall into a possible demotion. So I yeah. thought that was a really cool idea, a really cool system. And now with it being online, we could do more promotion matches and more demotion chances. So instead of having one per hour, we have like two to three, depending on how many people have come. So
2: nice. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't been able to participate that. In, in that, but with the uh, the Street Fighter 6 lobby system the way that it is, do you have, like, particular station, like, set up in one lobby? Like, everybody just stays in the one lobby together? Yeah, so right now, uh, one lobby has
0: four games, up to yeah. four games. So uh, with our current setup, uh, we're getting, like, around five people per lobby. So in that five, uh, there's two games going on, one person just kind of standing by. That one person could either spectate, go into training, whatever they want. They're just on standby um but so if we do get more people we could expand on that if we really wanted to uh with there being four stations available um but yeah with uh with that in mind we we did a way where we uh brought we had four promotion matches going we bought everybody all into one server so when your promotion match was finished you could just spectate and start watching the next one and just see what Uh everyone else is doing
1: yeah, and that kinda of simulates that idea of, of the old Scott old school old school boot camps, uh-huh. we would just all be in a room together and you'd just be able to walk between station to station to see how people were playing, you know? Um, but again, like you said, there's limitations but uh in the format because we are limited by time and so we were doing whack stuff offline like first to ones in King of the Hill. Like it, it was it yeah. was it it was it rewarded a very specific kind of play and it was still like good to level up but like there were some big drawbacks to that style because so many people were uh were trying to play at the same time and online creates it gives you limitless setups basically as a to um yeah and so there's so many new ways to take advantage of that format and i i think the x buttons maynard's uh, format has evolved so much past the, the boot camps of yore in Arizona, to the point where it's it's basically now a tradition where every every time a new Street Fighter comes out, there's a boot camp, and someone steps yeah. up to run it, like Maynard. Yeah,
0: and right yeah. now, I mean, with Evo coming around the corner, it, it's a great time to jump on. So anyone listening, if anyone's interested, hop on the server. Uh, we have a channel for it. Uh, we're gonna do one tomorrow at, at seven PM. So definitely get some games in, get some repetition, and get your uh, matches going.
1: Yeah. What what days and times do uh, do the boot camps usually run?
0: So right now, for sure, we have it on Wednesdays at 7 p.m., uh, mm-hmm. and then we're also doing Saturdays at five. But uh, the thing I didn't see was that because it's a new game, we're getting a lot of events. So uh, this yeah. upcoming Saturday, I am skipping because uh, we there is a event in Tucson that I would like to go to. Uh, I do you guys know the name? I don't remember the name off the top of my head.
2: Oh, um, yeah Championship
0: of
1: Chivalrous Knights. There, yeah. it's, <laughs> it's not an acronym it's not an acronym <laughs> um,
2: but
0: there's that tournament in tucson and uh i think a tournament is more viable than boot camp uh at the time i do think boot camp is important but yeah i do want people to show up it doesn't make sense to run a boot camp alongside a tournament that's happening yeah
2: yeah that's one thing yeah STO is like yeah we try not to step on each other's toes <laughs> so try <laughs> uh, yeah we try but i mean you know sometimes sometimes you can't help depending on locations too but uh no, I, I love seeing the you run in the boot camps because, like, like, like John said, like you know, there's always somebody that kind of picks up the mantle, like, you know, whether they want to or not. But you know, there's there's always somebody that wants to do something, and like the boot camps, I always saw as kind of a way to kind of introduce people, uh, particularly newer people, to playing more because there's a lot of people playing the game that maybe aren't ready for tournaments and it's just like you know if you can introduce them to a different kind of format and like this is you know something that we do offline or you know in this case online that's not just you know ranked play like you know this is a this is a way for us to play and kind of um i think the thing i I love the most about the boot camps in particular was just the fact that it kind of uh, naturally, levels people out, right? So eventually, as things filter through and like the demotions and the promotions, you're going to get people that are similar skill levels, kind of sitting in the same the same stations, right? Yep. The the, cre- the cream's going to rise to the top. Those guys are going to start moving up. You know, the the other the, you know other people are going to get demoted, and eventually, you're going to get a lot of similarly skilled players in the same areas. And uh, you know, to me, like the idea is like, hopefully, that you don't get stagnant and just be like, okay, this is where I'm at, right? This is the level I'm at. You know, I would hope that that would motivate you and say, you know what, I don't want to be at Station Four anymore. I want to get to Station Three. What do I? What do I need to do to get there? Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, every every yeah. every good fighting game origin story comes with a rival, and the rival isn't somebody that is so like so far beyond you that you'll never meet them and, and like not be able to have, stand a chance against them. It's usually somebody that's at your skill level, and you pace off each other and slowly level up together until you 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 know you you level up and take that next tier on um i think that uh the, the the format also really helps with uh you know like we've been we've been kind of harping on about about the lifespan of locals in the online era it's been a general theme for uh for our podcast over several episodes and you know i think that when street fighter 6 came out it was a big question mark about like are locals dead um, our locals going to die because the internet can take its place, and I think that the boot camp actually provides a social outlet. So, Benny, you mentioned earlier about not uh, people not being ready for tournament. There's a there's a wide list of reasons why people wouldn't be ready for tournament. Whether that's competitive anxiety or nerves or skill or uh, you know the something like scheduling or being able to uh, dry, drive halfway across Arizona to get to the venue. You know, I yeah, think that. That's- all those barriers get knocked down by this new format that that Maynard has perfected with the boot camps here. Perfected might be a bit of a, a overstatement. I apologize if I'm putting too much <laughs> I, pressure on you there. I appreciate it though. <laughs> I, I'm I'm very impressed with this new format, and I think that uh, you're you're leveraging all of the the benefits of online while still keeping the spirit of the offline local in place, and also not not stepping on offline locals and being willing to cancel the Saturday boot camps, so that way people can actually go to the the real in person tournaments. So again, like if you're if you're not if you're not up for a bracket and you're not up for the competition part, but you you are up for the social part, the boot camps are a really really strong uh, alternative, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: And uh, yeah. I did want to mention, I've already seen some good uh, outcome from the boot camp. Uh, one of our players, he's brand new. His uh, I, uh, I think he goes by Tension. Um, mm-hmm. He started. He came in. It's like he messaged me on Facebook. He's one of my friends from I think League of Legends or Overwatch. I don't remember. And he was just like, Hey, I'm interested. I want to learn how to get better. And uh he started off as iron <laughs> and mm-hmm. he's throwing out throwing random stuff, and I'm like trying to t- show him things. But even me, like I'm trying to teach him things, it's really far, but he came into like one or two boot camps, and the people that were more closer to his level kind of helped him with understanding the game and breaking it down. And he went from yeah. iron to silver or gold over a weekend. Oh wow. So nice. Yeah, he's climbed really quick, and I was like, "Hey, keep going! You're yeah. you're climbing quick."
1: And then, like, um, there there's another uh, new gentleman that's joined our scene. I met him at the launch tournament. His name, his his gamer tag is Hammy, and uh, he's been at pretty much every one of your boot camps recently. And uh, this last week uh, at at one of our offline locals in Glendale, uh, he won the whole thing.
2: Yeah. Uh, oh wow!
1: So, like. I, like I, again a, a relative unknown new to the scene joins boot camp and starts winning fucking locals <laughs> that, that's pretty cool yeah
0: yeah he did a great job he was playing out of his mind um shout outs to hammy he's really good uh, his <laughs> dj is real at a real scary spot right now and i think he actually just recently hit masters so he's nice. yeah he's climbing too
2: hell yeah no, that's, so. Yeah, that's great to see. Because I mean, that's that's the that's the big motivator too, right? Like I was, I actually was just recently re-listening to one of our uh, past episodes with Abe, and Abe, one of Abe's thing was like, winning is fun. So you know, that's a that's a great motivator for people, is that they <laughs> if they can see their progress and you know and their growth, and win and ultimately win, like you and a local, that's that's big, right? Like you know, it's just like here I am, you know, just like you said relatively unknown and then you know you go into a couple couple boot camps couple training sessions and, and level up and then all of a sudden it's just like all right time to see see where i'm at in the offline environment to actually win like that's huge
0: and uh i don't mean to embarrass him but it was kind of cool like uh hammy brought some of his i think friends or or family i don't i don't know who but he brought oh, some wow. friends out okay and uh they were all nervous. I remember them watching the first one or two matches and uh, they were like, I can't watch. I, I got to walk away. There's too much pressure. But then they saw oh, him yeah. get to finals and they just sit in there. They're just intently watching. And when he won, they all had to take pictures of him. And it's kind of cute. Like, it was cool. So I don't know if it's his first or what. But uh, to see that support from his uh, group is really heartwarming. It was kind of cool.
2: Yeah, that's, no, that's awesome. Like, yeah, cause that's, I mean, you know, that could be a, <laughs> or some people that could, that could break them too. Right. Like, you know, that your family's there, your friends are there to watch you and like, you could crumble easily and just be like, Oh man, like, I thought you were good at this game. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That guy's just so much better than me. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> that's actually a win. That's awesome. Dude. And what
1: are, what are we going to talk about on the show now? If we can't doom about locals anymore? <laughs> 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 because again, I, I feel like Maynard and, and Steve and, and john and every and um and and tim and everybody who who runs an event here in arizona like like the the, the turnouts have been oh, and uh contender rip uh like the, the the turnouts for our tournaments have just exploded uh like yeah. we're, we're like i think we we hit 60 at uh one of the locals uh or we yeah. almost hit six it was like 57 or something um so like we're back baby Street Fighter Six is back. <laughs> like Street Fighter, seeing Arizona Street Fighter is fucking back. It's so
2: cool. It's so cool. It's just like when we were growing up, uh, Maynard. <laughs> yep. it, yeah, it's so great to see it. Yeah, I did. I did want to talk about some stuff with locals. I had some I actually had some questions for both of you guys in a little bit. But uh, uh, one thing I was interested in in terms of like your your growth as a player was uh, you're a levelless player, a levelless controller player now uh when did the transition to that start and what was like kind of the reasoning for you to want to use that
0: um so i did start it in dead or alive i want to say five i want to say five was when i, I picked it up um yeah. the reason being was uh I, honestly like i just hear good things about it i they call it the cheat box and <laughs> <laughs> i'm just like you know what i gotta find out is it really a cheating tool um <laughs> I did pick it up pretty quickly coming from League of Legends, Overwatch. So the mm. movement with um, on a keyboard, ASD, was pretty nice. It was weird to have a jump button, but yeah. uh, I did – you know what? No, now that I'm talking about the jump button now, uh, it was actually Street Fighter V. When I first started playing Street Fighter V, I was jumping okay. too much. And I was like, hey, if I put a jump on a separate button, I could tell myself not to jump as often. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair, yeah. Because you, you jumped
1: a lot in four and Marvel and everything. <laughs> I remember yeah. that
0: I, yeah. the disguise. I should have been an Air Dasher player, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, that was a way for me to try to calm down. Funny enough, it wasn't the fix. <laughs> uh, but honestly, the good news was it actually it did help with quarter circles. Um, one of the big issues I had in four was uh, Ibuki's um, cancel, the super jump cancel where you had to uh go from down to upper right uh, a tiger knee motion and uh i actually vividly remember me grinding this out at dorian's house and not hitting it and john looking at the inputs like you got to go faster no that was too fast you got to go a little bit slower there and i was just trying to like i could not get the rhythm couldn't figure it out but uh
1: that that motion, like I remember that era where we just spent so much time trying to do trick shots. That's what that was. Is we were we was less about like learning the 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 mental game, but the fight between the two players, and more about like, can yeah. I do this cool ass super jump cancel and ultra combo that only our character yeah. could do, and. Like it was like a, it was like a, it was weird because back then in in the four era, it was like almost like a meritocracy where it's like you either win or you do cool shit. And that was, that was kind of it. Like, otherwise you weren't worth the time of day. Um, it was very cutthroat back then. And, uh, so I I think both Maynard and I leaned on doing cool shit, even though we were really, uh, forgive me, but we were, I, I considered us very low level players. Uh,
0: No, it's true. Uh, It's very true. uh, But, uh, yeah that was the main reason why i did pick up the hitbox and uh it it honestly still helped like the quarter circle movement um half circles are still a little bit hard but uh having double quarter circles like i i could grind that out really fast and uh kind of react to people doing that now compared to a stick where i'm churning butter kind of and (laughs) accidentally chopping the up button so now i'm in the air (laughs)
2: That's what we should gotcha, call you gotcha. now is the up button, not the X. Oh button, no. The up button. <laughs> that's up not that's, <laughs> the, that's your evolution, right? Because you went from you went to transition to the hitbox. So <laughs> <laughs> Well, let me awesome. ask
1: you, is is hitbox cheating now that you've been doing it for a while?
2: Ooh.
0: Um I wanna say no. I wanna no? say with how games are evolving, um, I think it's it is perfectly fine. It's nice. I think it's also nice that it also has a health benefit as well. Um, people with bad wrists, um, shoulder issues. It, I think it's. Mm-hmm. I think it's great. I think it's awesome to have accessibility for players. Um, yeah. Granted, I, I do think we should not have left and right inputs at the same times. To uh,
2: mm-hmm.
0: left and right inputs for for like Marvel, Marvel Three. That was the first big problem. So um, yeah, that part would be cheating but with games growing and uh and making it i think it's up to the game designer to make it i don't, I don't know what to call it like a law or make make a make the rule yes uh, yeah so, so in this so case
1: for, for our listeners what Maynard's referring to is socd which is uh same order cardinal direction or simultaneous or, or ordinal something either way it's if you hit left <laughs> and right at the same time what what happens and in marvel 3 Uh, left and right would just both trigger and you'd be able to block anything could you could any any cross up uh because you could just block both directions at the same time uh so how does the game parse those inputs do you make it so if you hit the left and then the right does the right come out or does it return to neutral and there's always conversations about you know what what the right answer for that is for both left and right and down and up
2: yeah so just to clarify that uh, it stands for simultaneous opposing cardinal opposing. directions. Opposing, yeah. there's. So you're, yeah. you're close. Yeah. You're close. There I you just go. know okay. it's an acronym. I
0: don't yeah, know yeah. what it means.
2: S-O-C-D. like It's one of those things like you know you know what it is, but like <laughs> you don't know yeah. what the actual like words were. But no, we got it. We got but it. But honestly, though, uh, that that
1: that plays into a lot of the discourse with around hitboxes. A lot of people don't understand like what the, what that means and like what the ramifications are if I say let last input win and i say if i hit left and right at the same time and then i hit right again does my left my right come out and uh some some uh sticks early or hitboxes early on did do that and uh the playstation uh the the vanilla playstation 4 controller and i think the 5 controller uh still behave that way if you hit left on the d-pad and right on the analog stick at the same time so you could do stuff like easy sonic booms uh yeah you still can on on pad honestly
0: (laughs) yeah but i think now with like street fighter 6 making that rule because i think it has a built-in where uh, a left plus right will end up in neutral or no movement yep um i don't see any like negative uh or or cheating ramifications to the hitbox okay yeah
2: so okay so the the one other thing I wanted to ask you about, uh, you recently posted in the Discord about doing first-to-five money matches for $20 at the casual sessions that happen at the uh, one of our local spots, the Gaming Zone, on Friday. Yes. Uh, I was wondering what the what the motivation was behind that for you.
0: Um, so coming back, once again, to DOA 6, uh, being that it was a new game and I was about to fly to uh, Frosty Foustings uh, back in 2020, I wanted to practice and get ready for uh, the tournament. So I put that offer out there. Um, DOA 6 being a smaller game, I was able to get five opponents on the spot. And that was was nice enough to uh, not have to worry about more people like, oh, I want to fight you instead and having to pick and choose. So uh, I think the big thing is is that first to fives are, in my opinion, scarier to first to twos or first to threes because people Mm -hmm. can adjust to you. One of my biggest weaknesses in fighting games is that uh, I kind of have a small bag of tricks and I need to expand on that so this kind of forces me out of my comfort zone of having to make new things whether it be on the spot or prep for it ahead of time um so i think that's one big thing not to mention being that it's five games like after game three if i'm winning do i start going back to the old tricks maybe they forgot about the old tricks so i kind of want to make that there obviously uh having it be a money match it's just going to be pressure Um, I want people to play their serious and full on. I want them to play to win. Uh, It's not the learning time at that time. I want to see and test myself. And I think that's the best way to test it, not to mention testing endurance as well. It worked out great in DOA 6. In Frosty Fasten's in 2020, it was my first time ever making a top eight. I think we had 60 people. I don't remember how many people were in that tournament. It was a small double-digit, or it was a double-digit number, but um, I think it was three or four pools. So having that there, it definitely put some pressure on. And like I said, I I hit top eight. I went to top eight on loser side. Uh, And fortunately I immediately got team killed by dragon ninja, who was also (laughs) in top eight loser side. And they put us up first together, (laughs) Uh. but um, that was my biggest fighting game achievement. Um, So with Evo coming around the corner and not to mention the Tucson tournament on Saturday, let's yeah. put myself up to the test on Friday and see if I can make those corrections the next day for Tucson and the next nice. uh, week for Evo
1: did you uh, yes. did you end up filling up all the slots for your money matches on Friday
0: I'm not taking signups yet I want to make sure that oh. they are there so oh, yes sir. they're there I in see. person uh, I'll sign them up there uh, I'm doing signups an hour and a half ahead of time so I'll be there early and okay. I'll be taking signups up until the fifth person so okay. If like I said, if there's more than five people, which with how banning this game is right now, there definitely will be. Uh, I'm just gonna spin it on a wheel or or randomizer on the phone and uh, draw a number. And if they're wow. there on the spot, hey, let's do it. Let's fight.
2: Okay. Yeah. yeah now so if the, the main reason down, I
1: that, yeah. if you're down. Enter enter the X button Kumite on Friday at the Gaming <laughs>
2: Zone in Tempe. Yeah, Dang, beat me up. Take my tight. money. Yeah. That's tight. <laughs> no, I, I was I was actually thinking about doing that because one. We have not played yet since the game came out. Oh shit! We too. haven't. No, we have not. And <laughs> two, you play a character that I've I've got good good amount of experience against with playing Jeff. But obviously, you know, everybody kind of plays differently, has different kind of setups and and things like that, right? So I was just like, I was thinking about I might I might have to get some sleep early and then head out there because I think that would be I think that would be a good chance to actually get to play each other. I'll make it. I'll make it six
0: matches. <laughs> I'll give you know, on one slot if you do make it.
2: yeah. Hell so yeah. It was, it was oh, easy. my God. That'll be that so tight so tight. <laughs> never sleep played. Early, yeah. Because I, 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 I thought... was thinking about that, too, because I was like, I haven't played Maynard at all yet. And I was like, this would be a golden opportunity I... to just, one, T- like you said, test my test my own self, right? Because I played Dawson, and that's a, I don't, don't want to say it's a, I don't think it's an easy matchup at all. I think it's, I still think it's kind of even, because I think he has ways to deal with a lot of stuff that she does. But that damage output is is pretty ridiculous. And it's like, all it really takes is like one one or two chances. And all of a sudden, I'm just like, well, let me get to the next round.
1: I, I, I think, okay, so this is such a unique opportunity because we have both of you on the call and it's before the event. And then we're going to have a show next week to talk about, like, we'll be able to recall that <laughs> and then see what happens. So this is like a time capsule of a thing. And so to anybody watching live or to anybody on, on watching a VOD or anything, please post your predictions as I'm really interested. What do you guys think the set the set numbers will be if it in first to five? Well,
2: Dad, that's, that's real we'll, we'll see if I get out there for sure. I yeah, mean, fingers crossed. Uh, I'm more motivated to to actually come out just because I was thinking about that earlier. And, uh, but I do work at night. So it's just like, yeah, it really depends on how I get, how I get sleep. And then just for, uh, just to make things clear, like, yeah, uh, X button plays uh, Marisa and I played Dawson. So. Yeah. yeah, it'd be it be an interesting set, I think. For if, sure. if
1: not on Friday, we'll run it online at a different time. Uh, clearly, we can all be awake and online at the same time. We're on this podcast right now, so I, I want to see it happen. <laughs> we'll put it on the Absolute Guard stream. I don't care. We'll, I want to see it happen. It's <laughs> gonna be tight. Gonna
2: be tight. <laughs> all right. That's, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I could, I could probably make it happen, and maybe not offline, but definitely. I'll hold off from from playing you. So unless we get matched up and rank somehow. Like, we'll oh, just hold off. on playing. No, I'm Rachel.
0: <laughs> I'm multi <all> <laughs> foreign if I see you.
2: <laughs> like, oh, man, I won the first game. He left. Like, we're on the set. <laughs> Very cool. Oh, man. So, you're, so we've been talking a lot uh, about the locals and stuff, right? Like, especially the offline stuff. So one thing I wanted to ask you guys about, because I haven't been to, to, to TGZ to play there for their tournament, but they recently had a tournament, uh, like John said, and they had about 60 people there. And they were running PS5 setups, and then the other local that you guys mentioned that's been happening at uh, Cyberzone in Glendale, they've run PC setups. Um, I'm running a tournament in a couple of weeks that's going to be on PC setups at a different place. Uh, we're we're going to talk about that probably on our next episode. But uh, how how has your guys' experience been between the the PC setups and PS5s? We'll let Maynard go first.
0: Uh, I think PC is definitely easier. Um... Both like connectivity with how uh, PlayStation's handling these controllers—that's uh, its own issue, probably a different topic. But PC is real nice. Um, I, I don't feel any issues whatsoever on the PC with the PlayStation. I do feel a little slugginess. It feels like maybe you're like not—you're like at the beach and you're about to step into the water. You're not in the water yet, <laughs> so it kind of has that, that kind of slow feeling in a sense so okay
2: um
0: but but i mean it, it is still running good um i do think overall they did a good job in the game i do wish i don't know if they could i don't know what that frame of lag that i'm feeling is but it, it doesn't feel weird i don't know if it is actually okay. a frame or if it's something else but
2: gotcha there's something okay. there as in in terms of like the pc stuff uh, from like Cyberzone and stuff have you guys had any kind of any hangups or any problems with running on the PC setups in terms of like settings or people's controllers or anything like that?
0: Uh, as far as controllers, no, I haven't seen an issue. I think one small issue was that uh, uh, one person had a switch controller. Easy fix. It was just entering the uh, Steam overlay and flipping a switch. So that was okay. really nice, really easy. Um, I'd say depending on the PCs, uh, it, it could take a minute to prep. Um there's a few uh, PCs that uh, I ran into uh, that just had a long load time. So uh, if someone accidentally exits the game, uh, the game has a way to download shaders and save, save shaders.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so with the PC that we were on, it did take a long time to get shaders started. So that's the only issue I saw. If you prep ahead of time and everyone doesn't close the game, <laughs> I think it's fine, even on a lower-end PC
2: okay then what about you john because you just came from uh defend the north Two that was sponsored by uh, msi so they were running pc setups there too right yeah yeah um
1: it's it's a double-edged sword um i agree with maynard in that the game feels a lot better uh on on pc uh, it's more responsive uh you you have more control over individual things like turning v-sync off or um uh, high re- high refresh monitors are a little bit easier to configure on a PC compared to in a PS5. Uh, mm. And I do, frankly, I do feel like I'm underwater when I'm playing on PS5. Um, but Evo's on PS5, and there's nothing yeah. any of us are going to do to change that. There's no nothing a single local can even do to change that. And so it's yeah. a blessing in a lot of ways to have a, a local in, in the gaming zone and, and having a PS5 uh, tournament. We've got to we've got to practice on it if we want to do well at Evo. So while yeah. I would prefer PC, and I intend to play competitively online on PC, uh, the PS five is more of a uh, a thing that we we just have to roll with and a thing that we have to. Yeah. It's another it's it's like learning a matchup in a lot of ways. Um, yeah. And so at, at defend the North, uh, the PC, the PC. Uh, the downside of PC, I think, happened quite a bit. For the record, like I, I had a good experience at Defend the North, and I don't, I don't, I think the laptops were super cool. I didn't have any controller issues. Everybody, like, laptops were just sitting at like closed next to a monitor, and then both players would just plug into uh, two USB ports, and then we'd be off to the races. Except when a player would complain about lag, and the problem with that is that with a PC. With a PS Five, you can just be like, "Well, yeah, it's PS Five. It's laggy. That's that's, eat shit. That's gonna happen." But with a <laughs> PC, you're like, "Well, uh, you know, it might be this thing we need to configure. Uh, someone needs to open up the video control panel and tr- turn V-Sync off manually. There, there. Uh, the the USB ports may need to be overclocked or whatever the hell people do with that stuff nowadays. Um, like, there were uh, numerous instances where like they they had to bring the staff in to like." go and tune the pcs again um and so like it didn't it didn't have an adverse impact on the tournament the tournament itself but the the night before when we were doing the team tournament that's when a lot of the issues were getting hammered out um again i i i did have a overall positive experience there um it's just that like that additional complexity with pc um like uh Maynard, you mentioned how easy it was to just, you know, flip a switch from the Nintendo Switch controller, right? Um yeah. you're also an IT specialist. And so it requires a degree of PC computer literacy uh to, to be able to support that. And frankly, like I, I don't see that uh that skill set often uh in in the gaming community, weirdly enough, in the fighting game community weirdly enough. Um yeah. and so like there's more setup in my opinion but the game does just feel better. Like as a, as a competitor, uh, hell yeah, PC for for, forever. And I hope that (laughs) someday, someday all of all majors are run on PC, whether or not that is actually a pipe dream. Like there's a lot of different factors at play, even regarding corporate sponsorships and whatnot. I just, I don't, I don't know what that future looks like. And so for the time being as a competitor,
2: I'm, I'm just prepping to be able to play on both. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. I mean, you know, it, it, Cause when it comes to PCs, like I mean, uh, you know, from running events, like there's there's a whole lot of like you said, setup logistics and all kinds of stuff that you've got to consider when it comes to PCs that are a huge hurdle. You know, not to say, you know, a lot of people will bring up other other scenes like League of Legends and things like that. But I mean those kind of situations are, are different, right? Because like when it comes to fighting games, like the big thing with fighting games is like it's for the most part open tournaments, right? So you're gonna have a ton of people all playing on these like pc setups and like you said all it takes is one person to be like hey this doesn't feel right and you know the amount of stuff you'd have to go through to kind of fix that versus you know going on the ps5 and say no this setting's on this setting's on this setting's on you know it's you like you know there's nothing else that we can do about this and then you bring up a good point too about you know having to adapt to that because that's something that the the fgc had to deal with at, at evo in particular with like marvel and street fighter 4 oh yeah when they were playing on uh cuz you know the the, the, the the best version was like the xbox 360 at the time and uh at evo and at the the competitive tournaments they were playing on ps3s and i remember distinctly like you know my first evo was 2011 coming down and uh mm-hmm. playing on ps3s and like you know i didn't do it i was playing on my 360 with everybody else and, you know, I'd see my friends who I know were pretty consistent, you know, I, you know, obviously it's a big tournament too. Like, you know, there's going to be nerves and stuff there, but my friends that I know were consistent with their execution were dropping things that they normally wouldn't drop, or you'd see the game slow down in, in areas that you wouldn't see on the 360. And you're just like, well, that sucks. And that's really unfortunate, but that's, you know, that's what you got to deal with. Yeah. Uh
1: On the live taping here, we have Crimson our studio audience mentioning that like, the diminishing returns in in for the PC tuning like it 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 can get in people's heads and frankly yeah. like when i when i entered that tgz tournament with the 60 people that we were talking about earlier like i i changed my combos because i was like ps5 sucks ps5 sucks like in the back of my head i'm like i don't know if i can do this and stuff but i you, if you look at the raw numbers uh comparing the two versions um like it's a one frame difference. That's that's the average uh, the the average difference uh, uh, for between the between PC and PS5. Like PS5 is one frame slower. So that thing that I'm feeling, I don't know if I'm actually feeling that or if that's nerves because I'm not sitting at home in my underwear on my computer, you know. <laughs> um, and that in turn influences your decision making in a game that's all about mental stack. Uh, and yeah. Frankly like that's the other reason why I didn't really notice a, a ton of issues besides the initial stuff at DTN was because um, I was playing on a big stage and there was a big stream and there was a like they were projecting there it was there was like a rear projector monitor a uh, uh, big screen for the audience yeah. that I could see like by just looking over the monitor I could see all that shit and I could hear all that shit behind me and I'm like who's to say that's not affecting my play in the same same manner. Yeah. Um, that was like a big lesson I learned from DTN is that like, I can, I, I look pretty badass in some of my online replays when I'm really comfortable, but man, I looked like an idiot when I played on that stage, even in the matches that I won, I played some, I made some really awful decisions because like, it's a completely different world playing offline in a major. (laughs) And I'm sure that's a, that's a topic for another day.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like you said, that's a big thing in terms of like getting into your head, like Um, that's something that I think a lot of people deal with. Like you just have like this, this notion that something's off and it's just like, you know, you want to take accountability for not doing well, but at the same time, like, I mean, let's get real. Like if you look at Twitter or social media or anything, people will find any possible reason other than themselves to not hold themselves accountable for losing, right? yeah you know we see it all the time on some of the big players oh man this this setup was laggy and blah 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 i wasn't the only one complaining and i'm just like come on dude i was like just take your loss and like you know move on and you know it's it's real easy to kind of just throw something else out there and just say oh it's because we're playing on ps5 blah 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 if i was on pc and like you said and i was comfortable and i'm sitting in my underwear at home i would beat you no problem right let's run this back and let's run a money match or something like that yeah
0: we're all just gonna have to be like Poonko and take off our shirt as we're on yeah. stage, right?
2: <laughs> That's actually what I was thinking. I was just like you just get on stage you just start stripping and you're just like, yo yo, what's going on? I was just like, hold on, I'm getting comfortable, man. All right. <laughs> you just sit in there in your underwear, just like, yo yo. That's but he's winning all of his matches. <laughs> I don't think I don't
1: know if anybody I, cause I didn't tweet about it or anything, but uh the uh at DTN, the uh Saturday pools, um uh-huh. was it Friday or Saturday? It was Saturday, it was Saturday pools. Uh the air conditioning was out in the venue like it just there was not it was not air conditioned mm. uh and so well, at least we it were here. We, yeah but it was it was humid and and hot and like yeah. the guy that i beat to qualify in the top 8 or uh to top 48 rather to qualify out of my pool uh, mm-hmm. it looked like he was going to die from heat stroke. Like he looked like he was going to pass out like while, while yeah. we were playing. And so like I, I watched him make some extremely poor decisions and I just sat back and punished. Cause I'm like, I'm not as hot as this guy. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not as sweaty, like hot or sweat. Like both of those have different connotations nowadays, but like, yeah. like temperature war, like this guy looked like he was, he was having a real rough time. And so like yeah. the, the, the major experience is not just about, who knows more about the game who's more skilled at the game it's about endurance and it's about uh, uh who took better care of their body that day who slept better who yeah. uh was not dying from heat exhaustion <laughs> yeah. and who was not freaking out when a bunch of people are cheering for their hometown hero behind you <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah that's that's my I'm sure I'll talk more about my DTN experience over the course of several episodes here but it was it was fun and the, the PC stuff was uh, again I, I would prefer to play on PC but that's not the reality we live in I,
0: I did yeah. have a question about DTN uh, and your experience um, Oh, okay uh, I know you fought Mena and it was, you fought your heart out it was great to watch and I was cheering you on but it sucks that you uh, the way you lost it happened but at, on the stream, um, yikes, and uh, I can't think of his name right now.
2: No, Lee Chang,
0: Lee Chung, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, they got some football equipment, and they were commentating, and they had uh, some fun replays in terms of like uh, player reactions. Uh, oh, yeah. Unfortunately, you were a victim. <laughs> I, it sucks, but um, <laughs> with your setup that you were talking about, like, were you experiencing that firsthand? Like, Did you see and can you hear them? Because like, me personally, uh, I am a very emotional player, and if that was to happen, and yikes was the clown on me, and I'm seeing that firsthand, I would not recover. <laughs> I, would, <laughs> I would be down and out. So, were you seeing that firsthand, or like I don't know if you.
1: So they they were piping the the stream to the uh, to the projectors, and so like in the same way that the three of us are staring at our individual computer monitors right now if you like you know look a foot up you could see the entirety of that of that stream so I did not I I did hear what they said I I heard them but I didn't comprehend it because I had just lost that match in a very convincing fashion so I was busy like trying to put myself back together so I didn't hear them but I did see like that they were freeze framing me and then drawing images and whatnot. and frankly like like that's the other side of like trying to get good at these games is that like uh, having the ability to suspend your ego and embarrass yourself in front of 3,500 people on the internet or however many people were watching. Like, yeah, I, I, I don't really take any offense and I think that that's part of the game and that's part of the mental resilience. That's the reason why I was there is literally to deal with, getting destroyed in front of so many people and not letting it not getting angry about it not letting it get get to me and 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 like hurt my feelings and make me not want to play anymore because like that's like they they, they weren't trying to bully me they were trying to put on a show and i was trying to put on a show and uh someone's got to be the butt of the joke at the end of the day. Someone has to lose. Not everybody has to lose as bad as I did. I got fucked up, <laughs> but that's the, that, that's the other side of being a competitor. I think is that like in my twenties, I would have been so like distraught and angry about it. And like my ego would probably would have been hurt and I might not have come out of my shell or anything. But nowadays I'm just yeah. like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got wrecked. And the, the faster I acknowledge that the faster I can move past it. Um, and I think that, uh, I am glad I put on a show. I'm glad I'm glad everybody had a laugh. Uh, I I'm yeah. I'm excited for the next time I can do, have an opportunity to do that.
2: Yeah, I mean it's, it's like you said, right? It kind of it kind of comes with the territory of being a competitor in 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 a, in the FGC, right? Like this is like I said, it's this is open format tournaments. Like you weren't invited there. It's not an invitational. You were you you chose to go there on your own volition. and Was just like I want to go to this tournament. I want to put myself in this situation. And if you do as well as you wanted to, which, you know, you, I remember you saying that you wanted to make a top eight in a major, and you did. Like, if you do as well as you did, then that's that's something that you're going to have to deal with, right? Whether it's the... I didn't know that there was the the whole in-game, uh, or the, I'm sorry, the in-venue, like, projector and all that stuff. Like, you know, I kind of got the idea, you know, I got the sense that that was going on, you know, based on, like, how people were reacting like, hearing the crowd laugh and stuff like that. I was like, oh, they're, you know, they're doing this in the venue. Um, but, you know, it's also, like, you got to deal with that stuff on, on Twitch chat, right? On, on the stream chats, right? right if yeah. you if you go back and watch the replays, like there were people, you know, you know, there's, there's those of us that are like supporting you. And then like, you know, as you get destroyed, you know, there's people saying, you know, this and that. And like, you just got to be able to deal with that. And just like, you know what? I'm here in this position. I got to this point. What are you doing, right? Like, you're not, you know, you're sitting at home just making fun of me, but it's, you know, that's what it is, right? And you just kind of, like you said, you acknowledge it you kind of just move forward and you're just like, Hey, well, you know, that's, that's your opinion, whatever. Like I did, I did what I wanted.
1: I mean, it might not have even been their opinion. Like that's the thing is it's they're trying to put on a show and they're trying to entertain those same people that are, that are, that are laughing and stuff. So it's like, I I can't hold that against anybody involved. And again, at the time when all that stuff was happening, I was thinking more about how to give proper props to my opponent for fucking me up. Uh, and like the, the honorable thing to do and the, the, um, the good sportsmanship thing to do is to just, you know, smile and take the take the loss. Uh like yeah. if I if I had a temper tantrum about it or if I got offended or something, like it it, it just wouldn't be constructive. And frankly it would have hurt me for the next match. Um yeah. So then like, never so live many it down to Like
2: it would be all over Twitter and be like, hey check out this guy. Blah blah blah. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's a whole that's a whole <laughs> other thing, right? You know? Yeah. At least like, not I... like
1: <laughs> Yeah, that's the other side of it is like I I've I have the benefit of hindsight here of of seeing how a lot of players in our Arizona scene have reacted to the the advances in technology. Um, like we, I've seen someone throw their stick and then go viral over that. I've seen someone get fucked up on stream and like be triple perfected before. And, uh, like it's, it really is about building out that mental resilience, uh, to get a bit personal here. Like I had a, uh, I had a goal uh, to to make top eight, as Benny mentioned, and the goal was specifically to get it to to make top eight in a major before I got married. Um, and this is I, I was talking to Jess about this. This is my motorcycle. This is my my midlife crisis. Like I I want to accomplish something from my youth that I wasn't able to do, um, and so like. I was just happy to be up there, but also like struggling so hard to make sure I kept the competitive mindset because I didn't want to settle for fifth, even though that's what I ended up getting. Um, yeah. but I, the other side of it is that this dream of mine that I decided to pick up again was born from the pandemic, uh, born from yeah. being, being locked up, having to question a lot of like who I was and, uh, you know, what I wanted out of my life. And, uh, the social anxiety that got built up over time, uh, from not seeing people and from frankly getting the idea that people were out to fucking kill me. Um, like, like the, what the pandemic, it's like, Hey, there's a deadly disease that's going around. And so people, people might spread it to you and you might fucking die. Like that might happen. And so that fear that, that, that social anxiety, that, that fear of being in a crowd, like, I needed to find a way to conquer that. And I needed to go back out into the world. And this was my chance to do that. Like doing something that I love and also getting to ride that motorcycle. (laughs) uh, Like it feels a lot better now that I, uh, that I happened to accomplish happened to have had accomplished that because like, frankly, I was running out of time. We get, we get married in October. (laughs) Um, But like, it's just, it was a, it was a chance. It was a chance to really uh, uh, come back from the pandemic. And I, 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 I really cherish that, the, the memories that I made this weekend and met, met so many new people, uh, and they were all so nice. Shout-outs to New York because like, I, I was not expecting the welcome that I got from them and the, the, yeah. the positivity and the, 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 the love, frankly, that I got from them. and It, it meant, meant all the world to me, and that's why I was able to take those losses with a smile.
2: Yeah. I mean, yeah. That was one of the things I asked you in like in one of our group chats was just like, hey, like how, how are they acting how, how are they acting towards you as an outsider, right? Because like typically, like, you know, when we hold tournaments here, regionals or whatever, undefeated, like, you know, the outsiders are just, just like, oh no, we gotta protect protect the uh protect the home court, right? Home fields, whatever you wanna call it, you know. Uh <laughs> so to hear you say like, you know, oh no, everybody's been super welcoming and like uh it seemed like there was people from from Twitter or from uh that learned or watched some of your chun lee stuff that were just like hey that's porta john that's that guy that was doing this and you know that's that's really awesome to see
1: that's that's something that Mena i actually talked like Mena and i talked right before the match when we were setting up and everything and he knew mm-hmm. of me and he said that there are people that back home in the dominican republic that have seen my shit and they uh i think he said they're fans and i was like i don't i have fans And to hear that from the two-time Capcom cup champion, arguably the best player in street fighter five, and arguably one of the best players in fighting game history to accomplish that at the, at the height of that competition, uh, that level of competition, like uh, to see how humble that man is uh, to see uh, what a, what a good role model, the kids he is uh, that that's something that I think is really understated is I think he's a really solid role model for kids. uh, And that's, Frankly, like, that's something that I, I, I think was lacking in the fighting game community, to put it bluntly. Um, so, yeah. it, like, I, I only have kind things to say about Mena. He's just he was a stand-up dude. And kind things to say about everybody from the DR that I met. Uh, yeah. people from Brooklyn that are Dominican, they welcomed me with open arms. They ran sets with me. They, they, they didn't treat me like an invader. They, tre- they treated me like a friend. And I, mm-hmm. I, in turn, got to cheer for them in their pools, even though I'd met them, like, the day before. And it was, it was the FGC that I, that I missed during the pandemic. Um, It was the FGC that was not, not Twitter, not all the bullshit on Twitter. It was, it was kind people coming together over a shared love of something. And man, that's magical. I highly recommend going out to any kind of major to any, uh, go to Evo, go to Evo or go, go to combo breaker, go to the grassroots majors too, because you're going to get, you're going to get the real FGC.
2: Yeah, that's awesome. Like, we haven't had him on our show yet. I I, I kind of want to get him on but, uh, what uh Men R D. Have... No, 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 not him. No, uh, <laughs> I was I was talking about uh a luminaire, uh yeah. Mike. So yeah. uh for some people they don't know, but but Mike went to the Dominican Republic for I forgot it was for work, right? I think it was for like training for work, like he had to be there for a while because he's doing he was doing some like baseball stuff, and you know, uh baseball's big in the Dominican Republic. So he was there and he got uh ingrained in their scene, and like he's always had Really great things to talk about with them, and he was just like, "Hey, they took me in. They were just like, you know, um, helped you know helped him learn. Like, you know, I'm sure he was getting his ass kicked a lot over there because because <laughs> they're good players. So it's just like, but he was like, yeah, they were super welcoming to me, and he's always had great things to say about them. So I've always had this impression that you know they're just a uh, super welcoming uh, group of group of uh, people and, and scene that they have down there that's been cultivated with with Mena's rise." I agree. It's, it's a lot about fostering a
1: welcoming community. Like we can, we can, we can still have rivalries. We can still shit talk. Uh, but like the idea of everybody kind of being in it together, particularly after the last couple of years. Um, I feel like I get, again, I, I, I think, uh, Maynard, you are exemplary of that. Like you're like when, when the game came out, like I was really worried about who, like what was going to happen because our scene was dead. Our scene, I, tr- I had tried to like keep street fighter five alive and Frank uh, shout outs to everybody who played five with me uh, during, during the pandemic years or the, 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 you know, the 2022 ish era. Um, yeah. Like, uh, but, but like realistically we were running, we were getting like six people, a tournament, eight people, a tournament. And so I was w- really worried about like, we have this sudden influx of players, what's going to happen. And people like, like Tim or like Steve, or, uh or maynard again you guys were there being the welcoming party to this new generation of players and to all the people coming back and it's it's uh I I can't thank you enough like our scene's alive again um and it, it feels alive and it, it frankly it gives me fuel to to go out to out of state and represent and uh, try to show the world what Arizona has taught me and how to play fighting games.
0: And shout outs to nitrofrost by the way he's the one that ran the bracket very recently in the, the monthly and, yeah uh, that went very smooth I had it's it was real nice to see him again uh last time I'd seen him was like ran bats in like 2015 and I'm glad that he's back out and he's helping out with the scene too I don't
2: know actually you he saw he saw him at my birthday dinner oh <laughs> I mean
0: oh, yes. tournament wise <laughs> <laughs>
1: We also saw no. we saw him at your at uh, your daughter's graduation thing too. So we've been seeing him oh, yeah, a lot true. lately. It's kind of cool, actually, I mean,
0: I w- speaking about work again, he's actually my current coworker. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> I'm you,
1: the, this is, Maynard does work. That's the title of the episode. Uh, the X button does work.
2: <laughs> Literally, <laughs> we got to do like a. Uh, What's that old thing? Uh, six degrees of separation. Like, how do you know Maynard? I was like, well, actually, I used to work at him here and then
1: <laughs> Yep. Everybody used to work at Maynard at some point. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, actually we were <laughs> we worked at two jobs because we were both at GoDaddy and then we moved over to, to Ring, which is bought by owned by Amazon now, like the ring doorbells. <laughs> and we were both That's working true. there a, for a time. <laughs> so we worked at two jobs together. <laughs> That's the other side of it, too, is I
1: feel like networking in the community has just been, you know, it, it changes people's lives. Like getting a job through somebody, you know, like getting a new job changes your life. Um, yeah. And in the same way that like I, I learned that very recently, I think that uh, that, a lot of top players in Arizona have, have kind of all exhibited this trait. But being able to network with people out of state um, allows you to to build new friendships and then also, uh, practice together in ways that you can't do locally. Um, and yeah. uh, like I, I mentioned that the, the, the guys from Brooklyn, uh, you know, they, they were, they welcomed me with open arms and it's because mm-hmm. I was, you know, I, I was talking with them regularly trading tech, uh, on chun Lee specifically. So shout outs to Kiko master and the Chunder cats. Cause, uh, uh, he, he rolled out the red carpet for me, so to speak. Um, now yeah. to be, to be, clear though like he put me on a setup and then threw all of his boys at me to try to kick my ass uh (laughs) but i i helped my own i helped my own but um like man being able to to just meet somebody for the first time in person and then cheering your heart out for them i i I don't know that's just there's something there there's something there like it's it's a very unique thing to the to the online world nowadays but I, i hope everybody has a chance to 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 go out to an offline major and, and meet some of the people behind the, the gamer tags
2: yeah yeah it's always that's always been a fun experience for me especially like like i said i haven't been to EVO. i was really hoping to make evo this year uh just there's a lot of unexpected things that happened during the first half of this year kind of ate up a lot of my time off and there's other things i, I want to do the rest of this year so unfortunately i can't go but like for me it was always a much bigger thing because i know with a lot of the changes and the growth of evo people are like oh it's not the same it's not this and like it was never it was never about that kind of stuff for me and like you know the growth into like this convention that it's basically become is like that's nothing to me like i was going there to see like my friends in alaska that i played you know that i started in the fgc with and it was to go spend time with them for the weekend right and play games and um i made i always made this thing about uh in recent years or the last few years that I was there, like I would make a spreadsheet and I'd be like, hey, what, what games are you guys playing? Or I'd look I'd look it up myself, right? I'd, if I knew, you know, I know their tags. I'd look up their games, look up their pool times. And I would, I organized everything by like times and dates and, you know, where they were playing and the station numbers. And it was just like, and then I, you know, I'd print out a bunch of those copies and, you know, we'd meet up and I'd be like, here, here's a copy of this or screenshot this, you know, for the day. So, you know, and like, so, you know, 10 o'clock rolls around oh, I'm going to go watch so-and-so at this station. I'm going to go watch this game. 12 o'clock rolls around. Oh, are you still in? Oh, no, I'm not in. Hey, let's go watch so-and-so. He's at this station. And, like, you know, it, it was all about that. And then, like, the the other big thing was, like, me not being in Alaska for all that time. Like, there was people that were joining their scene. So I would meet new people, and I'd be like, oh, this is so-and-so. Like, he joined our scene three years ago. Like, you know, that'd be the first time I met that person. And I'd be like, okay, well, you know, he's one of us now. So, you know, I'll go cheer this guy on and. And you know, play games or play casuals with each other, that kind of thing. So that's that's one of the big things I missed about uh, not going to you I'm definitely going to try to go go next year. So I'm interested to hear like when you guys get back, like how how things are this year, especially with with six and what seven thousand competitors.
1: That's such a big number. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think, Maynard? Are you going to make it out of your pool?
0: I want to. That's yeah. the dream right now. That's my uh, that's my personal go- goal uh make it out of a, a large size pool like that uh of course i would yeah. like to make it further but i mean that's my first step at the least
2: yeah well they haven't, they haven't released any brackets or anything yet right so they don't we don't know about uh, yeah. the exact like formats right because people have been speculating about you know whether it's going to be like a 128 man pool and <laughs> you know two people get out three people get out like we don't know yet so i mean that's still to come
0: yeah and i mean speaking about that whole spreadsheet uh Once again, talking about Spiral Series Discord, I am planning on trying to get everyone's information, pool stuff, so uh, I'll try to make it easily accessible. So if you are planning on going to Evo and uh, you're not in the server yet, come join because we want to cheer you on. We want to support you. Uh, If I can, I'll try to record it. Um, Yeah, 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 I will try to...
2: um... I would suggest from personal experience, uh, probably try to do like a Google form and then like have that export into a spreadsheet. Cause I was doing all that shit manually. Or I would like post on Facebook and like, Hey, let me know what games you're playing and what pools and what time. And then I'd be like going back to the spreadsheet and like manually putting that in. So I was like, if you do a Google form and just like export it, that'd probably be a hell of a lot easier.
0: Good idea. <laughs> Good idea.
2: <laughs> Very cool.
1: Well, uh, we're almost out of time here. We have a, got a, Got to get going pretty soon. Uh, do you have any shout-outs, Uh Yeah. Uh, I want to shout-out to
0: Tony Wynn. He was one of the first people that also joined with me in the Arizona Street Fighter scene. He's currently playing with us in Street Fighter Six, so shout-out to him and being my training partner. Uh, shout-outs to Dragon Ninja for helping me get into DOA and make me re-learn uh, and love fighting games uh, back in 2017. Uh, to, to Ha, Kidney, uh Roommates that also keep me in check for fighting games and help me keep training and getting better. Uh, Very close friends, and I love them all. They're all great. Um, I can also shout out my stuff too, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Uh,
0: Yeah, just making sure. Um, I uh, stream on twitch.tv slash the X button. It's kind of going slow because I'm really busy with the boot camp, but I do want to get back into it. I did an hour last night on uh, ranked mode. So i like to keep playing. So feel free to come by if you have Marissa questions or anything about the scene. I'll be glad to help you guys out there too. Um, other than that, play, play DOA, play Virtual Fighter, play Street Fighter 6 All great games. Love them all.
1: Uh, nice, nice. And Tony, when you owe, me, uh, you owe me Chino Bandito, you told me if I made Top 8, I would, I would get a Chino Bandito from you. So I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited for that. Receipts, I'll make, receipts.
0: I'll make sure he pays up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> cool. Well, you can find us on twitch.tv, or Twitch at twitch.tv slash Spiral Series, YouTube at youtube.com slash Spiral Series, and on Apple Podcasts and Spotify under Absolute Guard. Uh, to all you watching and listening, thank you very, very much for tuning in and uh, comment on any anywhere, because I want to know what you think about the set between Grandmaster B oh, and man. the X button and what you think the score will be. I'm going to totally just <laughs> ham this up. We'll do the fight. I watched Creed 3 on the on the plane ride home. And so I was like, he plays a fight promoter oh in that God. one. And I'm like, we're going there. We're going there. I want to see what happens. <laughs> Thanks, guys. And have a good night.